This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello everybody and welcome to episode number 250 of the Stacey West podcast. I am your host Ben and I'm joined by Gary. How are you my good man? Are you all well? (laughs) Easy for me to say. That was the second time we've done this intro, but you know, you're well, mate. You're keeping all right. Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad at all. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I was miserable as hell last night, to be honest. I was yeah. wet and I was cold and I got in and I was still cold and we had homemade pizza and it was nice and I was still miserable. And then I couldn't get past a certain baddie on Spider Man 2. And in the end, I went to bed, hacked off. Oh, fair enough. It's a good game, though. Mm. Spider Man, not. Not the one that we watched. Well, I, do you know what? I actually don't think the one we watched was a bad game, but I'll explain why as we go through. So, but yeah, Spider Man's not bad. I played Assassin's Creed Mirage, which is basically like playing a game from 15 years ago, um, but just that looks really nice. So it's, it's exactly the same as the Assassin's Creed 2 games, but we're not on a video game podcast. Um, no. Otherwise, you know, I'd know otherwise you'd be the about. expert. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. We were in the same place. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear no let's let's i mean we could prolong the inevitable but we might well, as well you know what i found outside the ground on um saturday was it dog poo the same dog poo i trod in on <laughs> tuesday night <laughs> i actually went your, to find it with your perfectly yeah. imprinted shoe no it wasn't it was just the pile that had been left behind because obviously where <laughs> my shoe had gone in i'd then carried it off with me but yeah oh, there was, there was some right there so let's let's get into Morecambe then because it was i thought the first half was was fine to be honest until 43 minutes i thought it was kind of what i expected from the game um i thought we looked pretty comfortable i didn't think we were massively in danger of of conceding and i thought you know it seemed like we were going to be not quite cruising but i think we were on our way to the second round without much trouble and then it went wrong didn't it yeah well let's not go to getting wrong first I and mean, bloody hell you've just missed <laughs> no missed i know four, missed 40 minutes there ben. <laughs> <laughs> my god but, i mean okay uh, let's let's talk about it because i i thought I, I mean i thought um 
the big positive for me coming out of the you know the first half was uh, Ali Smith. I thought he had a really good half of football. I thought he looked really strong. And it was kind of it, it was like that four four two, but it almost seemed like a four four one one where he he was almost playing behind Hacks a little bit. And I think uh, yeah, he, he looked. I think he looked quite promising in that uh, more advanced role. Um, you know, I think uh, yeah, going forward, getting to the getting a couple of shots off here and there, and making himself a bit of a nuisance. I, I think that could be quite an interesting spot for him if we decide to uh, to well play about with this formation again, which I don't think we may do. Um, but no, no, how did you don't. see up till then? I hope, we, I hope we don't play about with this formation before, and because it did leave us open. Yeah, I understand why we wanted to get more of the ball. We wanted to dominate a little bit more of possession, and to a degree, it did work. You know, you've got to remember that we're talking about a Lincoln City team that had no strikers on the field. Bizarre when we had two on the bench. If I must, um, you know, comment a little bit on team selection. But I thought we started well. Um, I thought we looked to get on the ball. I thought the plan was working. We weren't particularly bad um, in possession. I agree with you. I thought Ali Smith had a really good first half. Um, I, I felt that he was probably playing a little bit further up. I don't think it was it was as much a four four one one. I thought that he was playing as a little bit of a target man, and we were trying to get hacks to yeah. kind of run off him, um, which I don't really felt feel worked. Uh, I, I think hacks is good on the ball. Um, he does play it simple. He plays it the way he's facing, which yesterday actually drew some derision from people around me because often you just wanted him to turn and look ahead, but he tries to play it simple. Um, when when Hacks gets on the ball, he's happy to to run at players. Uh, I thought he, he created a little bit. There was some lovely little triangles on the edge of the area. Uh, I thought Danny Mandroyu, when he got an opportunity, there was one ball that he played, a crossfield ball that was absolutely outstanding. And mm. you know, there's still people around me criticizing Mandroyu because of what Mark Kennedy said about him a couple of weeks ago. There's still the narrative of um attitude problems and dressing room disharmony has kind of built and built and built. And it was fed into a little bit by Radio Lincolnshire, I think, after the game as well, which was a little bit disappointing. Um, because you know. People listen to the likes of Radio Lincolnshire. They listen to the likes of us, I hope, and and they form a picture of what's happening and that becomes, to a degree, a certain degree belief. And I don't yeah. think there appears to be an attitude problem. It certainly didn't in the first half. Um, we scored a good goal, mm-hmm. uh, which I think, I think was Mandroyu's, Mandroyu's ball. But Mandroyu's cross a, and then Sorensen yeah. ran onto it, yeah. I, th- I think the move a, leading up to that was really, really impressive, actually. It was, yeah, it was. It, yeah. it, it, it was, there was a nice a lot, passive move. Yeah, it... it Almost, almost summoned up the uh, the memories of the the, uh, the goal from the Charlton game. You know, with, with everybody. Yeah, I was just thinking the touch. same thing. Yeah, yeah, there was a few. There was some nice passes. I think Hacks may have been the player that fed Mandroyu, if I remember correctly. So it looked yeah. like it, it looked like it was working, and it was a nice finish. And then a couple of minutes after, I think Ethan Hamilton had a, a great opportunity and couldn't get a shot away. I think Ali Smith yeah. had an opportunity and couldn't get a shot away. That one from Hamilton, it it looked like he'd. It, he had his back to goal and kind of tried to hook it round himself. And I think um, if you watch the replay back, and I know the highlights are pretty limited, but if you watch it back, you can see Mandroy is kind of running in and it's almost one of those, you think if he'd have just laid it off instead of trying to hook it round, but if, ifs and buts and all that stuff. Um, yeah, it was just a, it was one of those that you could, well, we, we said it in our group chat that I think it, we seemed fairly comfortable. Um, I think Chris at one point said, you know, I'm really enjoying this. And it, it seemed like a lot of what we were trying to do was working and, and coming off okay. And then Morecambe got a corner, didn't they? Yeah, well, penalty corner. I mean, it's the same sort of thing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> you know what? Well, they weren't really into it in the game. No. 
particularly. I didn't think they were out. When I say that, they weren't out of it. They weren't being outplayed. I just felt at 1-0, they, they weren't offering that much of a threat um, for us going forward. Um, I think I, they had I, one shot in the first half before the, before the goal, which yeah. I think they, they, they weren't offering much. Yeah, they did only only really had the one effort. I I didn't think they were bad. I thought they were they were half decent in possession, but I thought that you, we were more than controlling it. We should maybe have been two 0 up. They get a corner and it just came from nowhere. I mean, it just it was just such an easy header um, for their lad, and and then hooked in from close range. I didn't see that in real time. In real time, it looked like the header had gone in. It's like wow, that's a really weak goal. And then when you watch back, actually, Ethan Aran's marking marking the guy if if he's goal side of him. For me, yeah. he stops stops the opportunity. I think Ethan's been pains me to say it. I think he's been below average the last couple of weeks. And, mm -hmm. and look, he wasn't solely responsible for the goal. The header is a, is a free header. You've got Last there and Ethan Hamilton there as well. You know, these are a good first team players that should be defending that. But um, none of them are the centre backs. And I just, yeah, just the whole thing was just messy. And it's what we yeah. come to expect. And I don't think. Yeah, it was it was a bad time for us to concede as well, and there's always a bad time to concede. But if you, if given how the first half had gone, if we concede that on 30 minutes, there's time for us to dust ourselves down and go again, which we did against Charlton when we conceded. We bounced back quite quickly, but there wasn't time for that. So at half time, we went in with that. Well, we've just conceded; it's all level. Morecambe have then got the wind, you know, the, the wind in their sails, so to speak. So they come out energized and we come out deflated. Whereas actually it's it, it's stalemate, it's as you were at, at, at nil-nil. But yeah. it doesn't feel like that. And it's funny how momentum kind of changes, I think, during a football game. Yeah, absolutely. And there was the you know, saying about the corners. I think it was a few weeks ago, um, when I spoke to the folks at, I think it was the Portsmouth podcast, and they were saying about is there something fundamentally about, you know, you conceding set pieces and we we were talking know in, in our chat as well saying i think chris mentioned it and i mentioned it that, that there didn't seem to be like a um a tactical or you know a, a systemic issue with corners it always just seemed to be an, an individual error but the more it goes on it, it just seems you know like you said they're almost as good as a penalty at this point um and you look at what happened yesterday and it's the same thing that's happened over and over again you've got two players on one of our or being marked by one of our defenders, one of the play, uh, one of those two just peels away, and that's it. Free header, and then it's you know it's it's that's the first contact, and that's where we're seemingly dropping the ball at the minute. Um, and it's so frustrating to watch because it's well, yeah, you know, there there's a real danger whenever uh, the opposition get a corner at the minute, which you know I, I remember being in the position where that was our corners. If we had a corner, we were you know potentially likely to go and nick a goal but yeah it was it was just really really frustrating to concede that so late on in the half and like you say going out I thought we came out and we we just looked a completely different side after half time yeah, that, um, I think for the goal I don't even think the, the player had to peel off I don't even think he had to do that much move that much that's what's really frustrating it, mm. he, he just didn't have to I don't know if we're zonal marking which had a spies I can't I can't really work out what we're doing I mean Aran certainly wasn't he was man marking that didn't work but when you look at the goal that we conceded on Tuesday night from the corner, it, it appeared that it might be zonal. If I don't know if anyone was meant to have the man that, that came across and got the header on, on Tuesday night. You know, there was the one where Jack Boris has put it in his own net, which was um, Burton at, 
there was a, another one direct from a corner. I mean, okay, Thomas Suchek, you can kind of go, well, he's a Czech international, mm. but it's just corner after corner after corner. And it's it, goals that we're conceding is our mistakes after mistakes after mistakes. And yeah. we came out in the second half. They came out and had a 10, 15 minute spell. And, and scored a goal from another mistake. And it, it, there's no doubt whatsoever it's a mistake. People can look at, at where Jack Burroughs was and say there was too much space. But if TJ Oma doesn't give the ball away in a stupid position, you know, he's, he's been out-muscled and bullied off the ball um, by Eli King, I think it was, who's on loan from Cardiff. And that's created the that's created the problem because when we were in possession, Jack Burroughs is coming into the midfield to look to kind of add a little bit of weight and gravity to, to our attack or to our possession. And he's left Tom Bloxham in in loads of space, and and the, you know all Bloxham has to do is finish. I actually thought even after he had gone past the goalkeeper, I thought it was still weak. He's at a tight angle. There's two defenders on the line, and and we don't clear it. Just just such a frustrating goal to give away. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it it was something that we know uh, that well, the guy behind me actually noticed it in the first half. Um, that Morecambe seemed to be exploiting a lot of the. Uh, the potential space that Burroughs was leaving um, when he was able to get forward and, and he said, oh, that's probably going to be a problem in the second half. Um, and sure enough, like, yeah, you know, you've got acres of space for, for Bloxham to be in. And I just thought, well, it, it, it happened again about five minutes later as well. Um, there was another instance where, it, I think it was when the ball got cleared off the line, um, Connor, yeah. yeah, and again, it was almost a carbon copy. Like, you know, he was in acres of space. Um, and it, someone around me joked, oh, you know, has he got COVID? Is that why we're leaving him that much alone? Just thought it was, uh, yeah, really disappointing. Um, but I, again, like you said, I, I do agree. If, if if you're not fannying about with on the on the far side of the pitch and he doesn't give it away, then, you know, we, we probably don't, well, don't think we do concede that goal. It was just... Well, no, because they don't have the ball, do they? No, <laughs> we, it was... We don't yeah, concede was... a goal if we've got the ball. No. <laughs> Well, Jack Burroughs might have uh, argued against he that. Didn't have a ball then, was it? That was, that was from a corner. You're trying to be no. pedantic, and it's not working. Yeah, I know. Um, but no, look, it, it just—I I thought it, it just seemed to be a different team that came out. I think Ali Smith drifted out of the game, um, and it—it it felt like to me the shape wasn't obvious. I don't know whether it was whether things were switched quickly enough, but it just didn't seem like we had the control that we did in the first half. Um, and it didn't seem to be overly urgent to get that control back either. It just seemed really, really listless um, see, for most of the second half. You see, I disagree with that. And I know that that's the popular opinion. I know that you're not alone. You know, when I say that, it's not me going, no, Ben, that's not how it was. I know that your opinion there is shared by a huge amount of other people. I disagree with it. Up until, there think, is, so I just want to say it is up until a certain point, which we'll come to. But yeah, Karen. you just said all the second half. I said most of the second half. Yeah. But it's not most of the second half, in my opinion. If you let me finish, I'll All right. get my opinion across. Don't defend yourself before I've had a go at you, Ben. <laughs> Jesus. Got to um, be preemptive I, these days. Yeah, well, I thought I thought 15 minutes or so we were poor. And I thought it, thought it got to 60 minutes. And I actually thought we, we got a degree of our control back, um, but just without the finesse. And I thought that we... You know, we were still picking up the ball in the key areas. We were still getting where we needed to be. We created opportunities. I mean, we hit the inside of the post. We had one 
go uh, wide from, I think, an Adam Jackson header. We had one, I think, Jovan Makama had an opportunity. There was Ethan Hamilton surging through and he fired one wide. I felt that we got the control back. It's really, really easy, again, to fix a narrative based on either A, what what's heard on the radio afterwards. And, I, and I'm not saying that people are influenced by that, but also the fact we've lost 2-1 to a League 2 club. So it's really easy to start saying words like woeful and, and pathetic and not good enough. Whereas in actual fact, if you if you take the result away and we've lost, and I'm not arguing that, but if you look at the performance from 60 minutes onwards, whilst it wasn't scintillating, there was enough in that period of time to suggest that we were worthy of a draw. And I think we were worthy of a draw. 16 shots, three on target compared to, I think it was 12 and five from them. So it was very, very marginal indeed. I'm not saying we were good, but I'm saying, to, but to suggest, I think that we had we'd lost possession, lost shape. I disagree with that. I think for the first 15 minutes or so of the half up until around the hour mark, I'd probably say, yeah, we looked a little bit ragged. The goal hitters, they, they had kind of upped the tempo a little bit. And then their foot came off the gas. Um, I don't like us playing the four at the back. I don't think that we've got the right players in order to do that, which is what it looked like at times. I mean, we were, we were effectively playing four at the back, but we were trying to get um, Burroughs into the inside. In, and then so then who's kind of playing on the left? And it just it just all felt a little bit confused and muddled for 15 minutes or so. I don't think the changes came quick enough. I think yeah. uh, Dylan Duffy wanted to get at them and he put a couple of great crosses in one or two that weren't weren't dealt with one or two that should have been touched in by somebody at our you know a, a red white shirt and, and and wasn't we weren't scintillating in the last 25 minutes but we were a hell of a lot better than my understanding of social media opinion suggests that we were yeah and i think my my take on it is that it i think you say after about 60 minutes i think my my feeling was that it was probably 10, 10 or so minutes later, and that was when Dylan Duffy came on because he looked like he wanted to to try and influence the game. Um, you know, I agree with you on that completely. I thought he made a couple of really good runs. I thought he put a couple of really good crosses in. Um, that I think you said it in your in your article about it. You know, just needed that striker's touch, um, and it was well. It's it's clear that we're lacking at the moment, and I think. Jack Vale was, you know, making a few good runs as well. There was quite a few instances where he, he made a, a good darting run forward, but the ball didn't come to him. Um, he didn't stick to him. Um, but I think the one thing that I did notice was the frustration that was growing in the crowd, and you know, the whole—I know that your favourite people, but the Garrett forward crowd—it um, felt very much like it was the same as the Burton game for that, where you couldn't do that because Morecambe started to stick men behind the ball and basically blocked us from playing um for that last 15 probably last 15 minutes or so um and it was really really hard to try and break that down um but yeah i think they weren't as defensive as burn there wasn't the bank the back line of six they did drop a little bit deeper by that but um you know we were not camped in that half but we were for the last 10 minutes or so we were playing a lot of football in front yeah. of their 18 yard area side to side i think the subs came too late if i'm honest yes i think when you've gone two one down you know, 67 minutes was the first substitution and then i think 72 after that so we made we made two, it was it was too late on 60 minutes you could more or less see that you know, we the the way that we looked to attack was no longer working mm. um and we needed to make the changes and i would have made i would like to have seen a sweeping three change right across the front um duffy for mandroyu uh jack vale obviously came on and i would like to see shadipo come on as well yeah for ali smith um and just just run at him and and 
offer something different because we hadn't been able to bring Lass or Danny Mandroyu into the game as much as we'd like. You know, we were hitting some nice balls. I mean, Danny Mandroyu found one last with one brilliant ball in the first half, but Morecambe had done their homework and they can cut that out. So we needed the brilliance on the ball. We needed the individual moments. And Ethan Hamilton, when he got on the ball and surged forward, you know, he, he carried the ball 20, 30, 40 yards and had an effort. There was a bit of the moment where Adam Jackson did the same thing. So teams are actually, the way I see it, in recent weeks, teams are actually coming to players and they are stopping, they're looking at our passing lines, they're cutting out our passing lines. So what we now need to do is use the individual technique that we have from those players to get on the ball and actually do something themselves, which is why Dylan Duffy, I think, looked better when he came on than he has done in the past because he was running at players. He wanted to take players on. He wanted to get in behind. And that was a different problem for Morecambe to deal with, that it was too little, too late. He came on on 72 minutes, which is what 18 minutes from the end. It takes you five, six minutes to get up to speed with the game with 10, maybe 15 minutes with injury time of Dylan Duffy going, right, I'm going to have a go at you. And I just kind of think, you know what? You're 2-1 down against the League One club. If you're going to play four at the back, play four at the back. Let's go 4-2-4. Four, four, do you know what I mean? Let's go with Duffy. Let's get two men in the centre. Let's load the balls into the box. And I think towards the end of the game, Pordy O'Connor actually went up front. He was playing much further. Now, again, you've got Jack Vale and Jovan Makama. Why are we then pushing a striker up front? I, I, it just, yeah. For me, there was a little bit too much of Kennedy's imps still. And I think, you know, Tom Shaw's done a great job in the interim period, steadying the ship, picking up some points in the league, that sort of thing. I think I respect the fact that we went relatively strong for this FA for the tie. But I just, yeah, I just think that in that moment, in those moments where you need to make the big decisions to change games, we weren't able to do that, you know, like we did, for instance, against Shrewsbury in the league or Blackpool in the league or Wickham in the league. There was no decisive, right, we're going to change this. It's not easy. We've got no Walker. We've got no House. We've got no Rico Hackett. You haven't got those players on the bench to be able or on the team. Do you know what I mean? You're limited. But we've still got Shadipo, who was playing championship football for QPR uh, 18 months ago, yeah. who couldn't get on against Morecambe in the FA Cup for the last 10 minutes. And maybe he's injured. I don't know. Maybe he's carrying a knock. I'm not criticising Tom Shaw, but I, I, from a supporter's point of view, I get that kind of frustration. And it's why I would rather be you know, out of the door when the final whistle goes than in the stands and listening to the boo. And I won't boo the team. I don't think we were worthy. The performance wasn't worthy of boos, not in the same way as some performances have been in the past. But it just wasn't. You know, we'd lost against a lower league team, and that's always going to draw some criticism. Yeah, uh, it, it it wasn't. It, it yeah, it wasn't a, the the worst performance of the season. I feel, but it was. Oh God, no, no, no. I think it was. You know, when you get that, it's it's just the result, isn't it? It's that. Oh, great. Okay, we've got the first weekend in December free now. We can go do some Christmas shopping as opposed to coming down the bank or whatever. It's just. Well, it was frustrating because yeah, we were we weren't Morecambe weren't a great side. No. Okay, and we we said it. I, I can't remember who I did the pod with on Thursday. Was it Chris? It seems a long yes. while ago now. But I was chatting when we were on the pod on Thursday, and we were saying you look at their xG, and they have been worse in almost all of the games in terms of the chances created. Mm. And you know, the one thing you can't therefore do with a team like that is gift them opportunities. And yeah. it's just the same. We might not. We might have been the the second best on Tuesday night against Oxford. But we would have drawn nil-nil had we not gifted them two goals, palmed one into the back of the net and, and a stupid set piece. And it's the same again. We give the ball away in a key area to concede the second goal. At one all, do you know what? I don't think 
Morecambe got the wind behind their sails. I've used that saying twice now, but they got their backs up after the second goal because they thought, well, we're, we're in for the kill here. The fans turned, you know, there was a general atmosphere. You could see perhaps when we conceded the second goal, the body language from one or two players wasn't brilliant. And mm. um, I'm not saying it's an attitude problem. It's that, oh, for God's sake, we've conceded kind of issue. And I noticed Ethan Hamilton was going around. He was my man of the match, by the way. I noticed he was going around kind of g people up going, come on, come on. And I just... Yeah, I just feel that at the minute that was more reflective of the stasis that we're in with the head coach situation um, than probably any other game, I think. Yeah, I, I think you're right on that. It's It, it just seems to be a, a bit of an air of uncertainty at the minute that is kind of seeping into the performances to an extent. But I, I just think, you know, it, it's not going to it's not going to hurry the decision up. We're not going to go, oh, we've lost you know, two on the bounce now, we need to get somebody in now. It's just, yeah, it's just putting a little bit of unease, I think, with uh, with with fans and maybe a couple of the players in terms of their uh, their game on Saturday. But I'm not sure it's, it's unease with supporters. I'm not sure it's unease with players. I think with players, it's just, I say a lack of direction. I, 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 you know, it's like if you're it's, it's at work lack and, of and your boss leaves. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I'm not saying Tom Shaw is not doing the... Uh, a decent job around the place training and preparing for games and that sort of thing. It's just like if you're a player and you know that that's not going to be the situation maybe in three or four weeks' time, yeah. I think it just leads to uncertainty and it's natural. It's like in, a, in any job, isn't it? If your boss leaves and somebody's just to stand in and you think, well, where are we going from here? And you know, I have seen it in certain key players. I don't think Ethan Arahan has been as dominant as he was early on in, in no. the season. I think it's easy to point to Danny Mandroyu and say, well, he hasn't. I thought actually he had a decent game yesterday. Yeah. You've got to remember he was injured in September. He came back. He was sent off. He's missed three games. He's maybe not quite up to match fitness. And I think Pordy's probably not not quite been as as, as strong as you would expect at times as well um, in, in recent weeks. And then yesterday, you know, one or two of the players that came in, Ali Smith did a really good job, but you know, Hacks... I, I, I shouted him on the monthly show available on YouTube now, by the way, um, as you know, somebody that I would start through the course of the next month. And mm. I did that before yesterday's performance. And I just there's a little bit of the individual with hacks that I think I can begin to see. I'd like to see Shadipo coming in. It's just that, you know, I think we get Tuesday night out of the way. I'd, and then, you know, worst case scenario, one more game. But I think if it went on any longer than November the 18th, then I you know, I think it would begin to manifest itself in league results as well. Which, remember, at the moment it hasn't because we've picked up seven points from four games. Mm. Seven points from four games over the course of a whole season is 80 points and 80 points gets you six. So that's playoff form that we've shown mm. in the league under Tom Shaw at the moment. Really easy to be critical and negative because we've gone out of the FA Cup to Morecambe. But also, as you picked up, we've now got a free Saturday. And, you know, when you've got players like Tyler Walker's back on the grass, we're on the 5th of November... There's now a free Saturday, which is a game where you know we don't have to kind of rush him back. It, I think it will just help. And I think when you're playing Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, as we are at the minute as well, it's just... Yeah. I mean, it's it's something that we've noticed, isn't it? That You know, I think the past few games where we've talked about them, we've just gone, it got to, you know, 75, 80 minutes, and they all just look knackered. Everybody just looks absolutely dead on their feet. And there's no real end to it until, you know, the, this... Well, the the midweek cycle starts to wind down a little bit, and we, we we're getting into games at that point that have only been played on a Tuesday because they're being rearranged. And at the minute, I don't think we've got any, have we? Well, got any any games, games that need need to be rearranged? No, there hasn't been any. any well, Orient, obviously. Orient yeah, yeah. so we've got Orient coming up, which has been rearranged. We haven't got any yeah. outside of that. 
um, depends on how we get through. But we have got so uh, Port Vale is set next. So we've got one this Tuesday, then Port Vale next Saturday. Then we've got the week off. Then we've got mm -hmm. Stevenage on the 18th. Then the Tuesday is Leighton Orient. Then Barnsley on the 25th. Then the Tuesday is Cambridge. And then from Cambridge to Wigan on Saturday the 9th, that's where there's a break. I'm right. not sure when the second round of the EFL trophy is scheduled if we were to get through. <coughs> well, we'll find out if we get through on uh, yeah. Tuesday. Yeah, just a minute. I'll have a quick look. But yeah, I mean, again, I, I would imagine that the second round, I seem to think that we played the second and the third rounds quite early um, okay. last season. So I was I, I was seen... trying to do I was trying to do a, a Gary esque segue there, and you just you just stopped it. Well, considering that we're not going to talk about Notts County till after the ad break, which is in about ten or fifteen <laughs> minutes' time, I wouldn't bother Ben. Um, I'd pay attention <laughs> a little bit more. Um, so yeah, fourth of December, the Tuesday, okay. the fourth of December would be the second round if we get through. And yeah. look, just capping off the FA Cup. Actually, there's part of me in those dying minutes that thought, you know what? I'm not sure how much I want us to score here. Yeah, because I'm not sure how much I want another I Tuesday night game after Port Vale. But yeah. then I don't know because do you know what? It's easy to say that now. Going well, we've got the Tuesday off. It's fine. We're not going anywhere in the FA Cup. But let's say more can pull out. I don't know whoever tomorrow another League Two or non-League side at home, and you look at it and think it's winnable. Then it's the FA Cup third round. Then you've got a cup run. It's really easy to say. Oh yeah, well I'm happy we're going out after you've gone out in it. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean it's. It, yeah, look, it is. It's, it's another. Is that your insight? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's just. Yeah, it's another season where we've, you know, we've not, we're not making the progress in the FA Cup. It's not the end of the world. It's not the end or be all. It's just, I, I think the situation that we're in at the moment, you know, with, with everything off the pitch, it's maybe not the worst thing in the world. But we'll, and, uh, you know, and people saying that the crowds are dropping off. By the way, FA Cup. Bradford had 3,000 for a game against the League One team, apparently. Cambridge and Northampton, both 3,000s as well. So apparently mm. the magic of the cup is being lost on everybody, not just on us. Yeah. So it was a low attendance. And probably we... if we'd been playing Clay Cross Reserves or whoever it is, Charlton are playing today, Clay Mills, something or other, we would probably have had more because people would turn up for that with a little bit of curiosity. Nobody's yeah. curious about Morecambe. No, I think as well, you've also got what four home games on the bounce yep. and it was absolutely chucking it down yesterday. Yep. So everything kind of combining to just make it a, a predictable low attendance. I think I said to, to you guys, I can't see us breaking 5,000 today. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know what your responses were on, on social media about that. I think you posted something, didn't you? So, I said 5,200. I thought we'd have more. I was really surprised it dipped below four. I was in Gwyn's. Bob in Gwyn's said to me, um, how many? I'm like, five, two. And there was just a look around. I'm like, you think we'll get five? Like, oh, dear. I feel like I put my foot in it there. And I did think we'd get five. But where I sit, there's two guys sitting next to me. They weren't there. There was new people in their seats for the one-off. And then next to me, there's normally my mate Matt. He wasn't there. Chap from Barton upon Humber, whose name escapes me. He wasn't there. Family of three. They weren't there. I had eight seats to the right of me. And to be honest, on the day where it's the wind's coming in, what I'd actually yeah, like, I don't nice. mind Matt. Like normally, Matt takes up a huge <laughs> amount of room. He must have balls like footballs. He spreads. I mean, he's a man spreader. Do you know what I mean? He's literally, <laughs> it's like um, Dr. Octavius. There's legs and limbs everywhere when Matt's sitting next to me. And uh, I kind of, but it's always kind of nice because, you know, on a cold day and you kind of snuggled in between. You just want to cuddle. Yeah, well, it's not, not a cuddle, Ben. Let's not make it a sexual thing or anything like that. I just, I, I like the wind block. I like it when my mate Dave comes because he's, you know, a, 
figure and <laughs> he's definitely a wind block as well so yeah, yeah i mean it, it's, it was the same for us i mean the, the people that the folks that sit next to me um and in front of me they abandoned me and they went on the, the row behind and were you know giving it all sorts of the course of the um, game so yeah right. i can understand it um but again just weren't there's so many empty seats around us as well and like you say it's understandable but uh we'll yeah we'll move on shall we and and have a look at uh, some of the new chat that's emerging over the weekend about the search for a new manager or new head coach. Um, obviously, there was a, a report that Liam and Jez were out watching Shelbourne on Friday night um, to look at Jack Moylan, uh, which has obviously led to a lot of speculation, um, given a couple of the names that are in the frame out in Ireland. Uh, we've got... <laughs> The, the the surprise and the conversation around this has absolutely bewildered me. <laughs> People are going, oh, well, what they might be, they might be over there interviewing. Really? Do we think that? So we're looking for a manager. And there are some people over in Ireland we might be interviewing. And people going, well, they're not just there looking at Jack Moylan. Well, knock me down, call me blue and call me Percy. I cannot believe that that's the case. You're telling me that our chief executive and our head of director of football have gone over to another country and they might be interviewing. And then everyone's saying, oh, well, that means we're going to get such and such. No, it means they're interviewing. The process is that you do interviews. And after those, you go, right, now we'll go to either a second or a third interview or now we'll make our decision. I I don't understand what people are struggling with this process as if like what we should be doing is sacking Mark Kennedy and going, right, now we're going to appoint them. And then when that don't go off, right, now we're going to appoint them. It's not how the process works. I just, do you know what, it, it absolutely, I was getting quite angry on the way home when they were talking about, you know, well, that could mean it's going to be Damien Duff. He might be in the frame, but it doesn't mean anything. Oh, my Lord. Sorry. No, no. It's, it's, a, fair, it, it's a fair assessment of the situation because yeah, like you say, it's at, at points like this, it's where it becomes more and more like a regular job than anything else. Like you, people will apply for the job, you will have the interviews, and then they will make their decision after the interviews have taken place. And like you say, it's not like they're just going to go, oh, well, we want, you know, we want Damien Duff, or oh, we want Stephen Bradley, let's go to Ireland, let's pick him up and bring him back. So that's not. Well, if they did, I'd be unhappy. I'd be unhappy yeah. if that's how they did the business. And, and you know, I'm getting vibes from people on social media that, oh, such and such does don't want Danny and Nicky here and such and such want this or that. I, I heard more than two or three stories on Saturday from people who were absolutely 100% in the know telling me that Dan and Nick are definitely coming back. Dan and Dick and Dan and Dick. Dan and Nick are definitely not coming back. You know, yeah. This is who we're interviewing. This person's definitely been interviewed. This person hasn't been interviewed. Nobody really knows because this board don't do leaks. That's the point. Yeah. You don't you don't find out. Just because Liam and Jess were pictured in Ireland doesn't mean we're going to appoint Damien Duff or, or Stephen Bradley. But I'd absolutely expect us to go over there and talk to him. And here's another point. Right, I also think that this is a really good opportunity for them to be able to talk to other managers who may be part of a succession plan, but not right now. So yeah. let's say they go over to Shelbourne. Um, and there's a guy called um, Rory Higgins over there. I think he, he manages Derry City. I think that's him. Yeah, he looked good on paper. And there's Tiernan Lynch, who, who managed Larne, two people over in Ireland, maybe not ready right now. If they're over in Ireland and they say, right, we're going to talk about to Stephen Bradley or to Damien Duff right now about the Lincoln City manager's job. And while they're there, well, we've, we've got a job that's available. They're able to speak to anybody at that point, really, realistically. Mm -hmm. They can't go and speak to these people while Mark Kennedy is in, in incumbent of the role or while Michael Appleton is, because that's a hugely disrespectful. There might be coffee chats. You know, we might chat to Damien yeah. Duff while we're signing Jack Moylan, 
But this is an opportunity where actually you can pretty much speak to anybody. So why wouldn't they speak to as many managers as possible, even if it's just to get a feel of where they are for the future? We're talking about succession planning. Yeah, I just and the, the whole thing is exciting, but it's getting tiresome. I understand why people are getting a little bit mm. nervous about it, but you know, it is what it is. I'd rather we took our time. We're not in the relegation zone. Okay, we've yeah. gone out the FA Cup. We weren't going to win the FA Cup. We might get to the third round. We've had a cup run. We'll beat a Premier League team this season. Let's just just yeah. everybody yeah I'd, i agree and i, I agree because i think you know we're not bringing in somebody to win the next two games are we you know we're not if, if we wanted to do that we probably would have immediately hired um tom shaw after he's took six points from the first two that he had took charge of but we're we're bringing in somebody for the longer term and I, I think you're absolutely right you need to make sure that the process is robust and that everything's set in stone um before we bring somebody in and it's not just a big knee-jerk reaction um, and I think, as well as we've said before, I think the board are probably about right going about it the right way with with how things are at the moment. So, if it drags on into December, then probably not. But yeah, I agree. Know, I think at the same know, time I, they've got to get it right. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to. I'd like to hear something a little bit more official this week. Whether that's just you know some sort of a, an update that's not really an update, or well, hang on, I'll just let Clive know for you. Cheers, cool, thanks, appreciate that. Um, so, <laughs> right, but I would like to hear something this week, Clive, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, we don't know if we're going to have an advert, do we? Because we haven't, let's just move on. Uh, yeah, we don't know so, if we're going to have an advert, do we? No, so we, we've we've had ad breaks in, um, over the past what couple of weeks that have uh, either been translated to German if you're out in Germany or have been about. Podcasts with people interfering with dolphins, I believe. Um, but then recently, yeah, well, that's based on your search history, Ben, it's you know? really not. I didn't. I didn't get that advert. To be honest, <laughs> I know it's you did. No one else said that, but it's funny you were getting bestiality. No, I uh, see. I podcast. didn't because I was told about it by one of our listeners. So, <laughs> yeah, of course you were. Chinny reckon, <laughs> <laughs> Dean. Let him know, please. It was. Uh, it was you that mentioned it to me. Um, but, oh no, but... you sold him out as well. What sort of yeah. friend are you? Yeah, well, you know, I've not mentioned his surname, but I think it's fairly obvious. Uh, yeah, but look, yeah, we'll have an ad break. Um, if there is one, uh, if there isn't, then you'll hear us talking about Notts County pretty quickly. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. We want a game of Borridge. You forget all footballers, don't you? Borridge, Cambridge, Leicester, Palace, Norwich, West Brom, Gillingham, Rushton, Brighton, Northampton, Northampton, Coventry, Peterborough, Watford, Swindon, Boston, Walsall, Hereford, Gainsborough, Norfolk, Victoria, Hednesford, Wellingbridge, Hidsborough, Tamworth, Harrogate, Woking, Sunshine, George, Cross, Bedlington, Terriers, Roxham, Morpeth, Morpeth, and Seaton, Delaval. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow! There so we there go. we go. 
time for a game of borage now now obviously we have Notts county but some people suggested that knowing the team that we've got in advance would actually leave those who are willing to prepare for a podcast at an advantage for instance by searching Notts county so what i have actually done and the camera i will show ben that you won't see it is there's a whole load of names in there. The, oh, shit. Uh, the, <laughs> <laughs> they've just come out. Uh, so the green screen has, uh, has has done that. So I'll delve in and pick a name if you want. Are you ready for that? Okay. Shuffle them around. Are you ready? Go on. We've got Barnet, which you can't see. <laughs> so we've got Barnet. Oh, bloody hell. Uh... Do you want to go first or... I mean, I, I I don't know that many, but I will. I'll start with uh, with Big John Akindi. Udo Onwar. I might have to. I might have to pull the trigger and say Burridge already. I, I Burridge. genuinely. Wow. Okay. Uh, well, Burridge didn't play. Uh, John Burridge, I don't think no. played for Barnet. So. And that's uh, annoying because I'm I'm sat here thinking county and i probably i i could probably you, go you for it have gone county yeah yeah i mean not not counting obviously should we try one more should we try drawing some because there are some teams in here that are um we'll try one more we have got this time can you see that no, no. <laughs> mansfield town oh right okay um matt reed john schofield Tyler Walker. Lee Angle. George Grant. Ian Barraclough. Dead air, dead air, dead air. Uh, Burridge. I'm going to have to. Sorry. Burridge. Wow. No Ollie Palmer. No oh, Matt Green. Shit. No Sam Klukas. No Ben Hutchinson, no Nathan Arnold, no Ben Futcher, no Lee Beavers, no Alan Marriott, no Vidane Oliver, no I Liam Hurd, no Luke Foster, no Colin Lyle. Are you looking at a list? No, this is so <laughs> It's Mansfield Town. Have you said Mansfield County? No Gary Strother, no Jamie Forrester, no Spencer Weir Daly, no yeah. Paul Mayo, no Richard Butcher. Anyway, there we go. So two yeah. quick rounds of Borage done and dusted. Uh, we will have... I'm proud of game. that jingle, though. I'm, I'm yeah, very proud of the jingle. The jingle's good. And we may not play the game again. Um, who knows? Because obviously it's um, not a great listen when, um, <laughs> yeah, when, you, when you're at home. But there we go. That's Borage. So shall we, shall we play the jingle out one more time just so, uh, so people can enjoy it once more? Yeah, go on. Do we want a game of Borage? You forget all footballers, don't you? Borage, Cambridge, Leicester, Palace, Norwich, West Brom, Gillingham, Rushton, Brighton, Northampton, Northampton, Coventry, Peterborough, Watford, Swindon, Boston, Warsaw, Hereford, Gainsborough, Norfolk, Victoria, Headmaster, Wellingbrook, Hidsgrove, Tamworth, Harrogate, Woking, Sunshine, George, Cross, Bedlington, Terriers, Roxham, Morpeth, Morpeth, and Seaton, Delaval. Oh, fucking hell! Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. If anybody can point out the uh, the little Easter egg in that uh, in that jingle, um, then yeah, please do so because it's it'll be, it, it, we we made it so it's not overly obvious as to uh, the fact that we're playing Burridge. Yeah, I'll leave that one dangling. So, county then. 
Notts County, um, Tuesday night at the bank in the Bristol Street Motors Trophy. Yeah, BSM, BSM Trophy. It's not. It's not good, is it? Um, well, but... I, I like I like the fact that it's connected to motors again after it used to be the Autoglass Windscreens Trophy was yeah. kind of a motors one. Leyland Daff, it was Leyland Daff, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I, I quite like the, the tenuous link once more too. And I, I like the fact it's an acronym rather than the Papa John's or the Checker mm -hmm. Trade. I like that it's the, the AWS or the Freight Rover Trophy, FRT. I kind of like that. So cool. the BDSM Trophy. <laughs> So there we go. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, look, we we don't really get a huge amount of of value from previewing a lot of these the DFL trophy games because we don't really know what the you know how strong we're going to go with it. We don't necessarily know what the lineup's going to be, but we are going to put out a predicted eleven for the two of us. Um, so do you want to uh, do you want to give us your prediction first off, Gaz? Yeah, what I would just say first of all as well is that. Um... Notts County after this have got three Saturday games um, and, and and no Tuesday games. So they don't have one on Tuesday after the 11th and they don't have one on the Tuesday after the 18th. So they may be a little stronger uh, than we expect, but obviously they're, they're away at crew this weekend. So it'll be interesting, I think, to see what they, how they line up. Um, also they, they have tended to go relatively strong. So the likes of David McGoldrick, for instance, um, played in their two one defeat against Derby. Sam Slocum played, uh, John Bostock played Adebayo rolling, um, the main played. junior Marias, uh, played as well, who I think has played uh, he's only actually started a handful for him and he scored in that game, but he's then played twice since as well. So I don't think that they're going to be hugely weakened. Um, I think we are. So my prediction for the team, I've gone for Jordan Wright in goal. I think Wright will almost certainly play. Uh, I've gone for Jack Boras at right back and Jaden Brown at left back. Got to see Jaden Brown at some point because at the minute he's proving to be the summer signing that was was you know, really quite... Um, a bit of a flop so far, dare I say. Mm -hmm. I think across the back, Ioma, Mitchell and Pordy play, uh, mainly because I, I think we'll rest Adam Jackson and outside of that in terms of centre-halves, you know, we don't have a huge amount. We could recall Hayden can, but I doubt it. Central midfield, Smith and Ocean Gallagher. I've gone for Smith in his natural position and Gallagher's obviously played, I think, the other two. And then up top, Duffy and Shadipo on either flank with Joven up top for me. Cool. Yeah, I've pretty much got the same. I've gone with Jordan Wright in goal, um, Jaden Brown and Jack Burrows at, at wing back. Uh, and then I've gone with uh, O'Connor, TJ, and Sean Rowan um, as a uh, back three. Assuming assuming Rowan's fit because he wasn't fit on Saturday. Obviously. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, and then um, Smith and Arahan in midfield uh, with Duffy, McCarmer, and Shadipo up front. So, Interesting. Yeah, yeah I, I just think maybe. I think maybe it's going to be a game that if Ethan Arahan were to play in, it might be one that he can potentially refine his feet a little bit. Um, I know, obviously, you know, County are League Two opposition, just like Morecambe were, but I don't know. Could be a could be one. I think he might get want to get his teeth stuck uh, teeth into, should I say? Um, but other than that, I don't really know what to expect from Tuesday. I mean, is it going to be... My, my feeling is it's going to be a little bit like the Wolves game where the headline after the game, if we do manage to get through, is just going to be, well, a win's a win. Um, it, it doesn't seem like there's a huge amount of uh, 
importance placed on the competition this year. And, you know, we've said that many times before that we, we had a really good run in it, obviously, you know, the, the season that we went to Wembley. But, yeah, I just don't think there's much emphasis on it. And I wouldn't be too disappointed if, uh, you know, the, the uh, BSM trophy run ended on Tuesday night. I think there's more importance on it now that we've lost on Saturday. Mm, fair um, enough. Absolutely. I think the fact that you get 10 grand for a win means there's there's prize money there to be had as well. Um, I think a new manager probably would, would like to have a cup competition to go at. And you talk about doing doing well when we won it. I mean, last year we made it to what the quarterfinals and went out on penalties. We were a penalty kick away from Wembley a couple of seasons ago as well. So it, we have a history of getting out of the group stage, which is very rare that we don't. I think that one or two of the fringe players, I mean, we've both said Duffy and Shadipo to play. Well, they're two players that aren't going to look at this and go, we're not, nobody's going to look at this and go, oh, well, we're not that fussed about it. And I think Duffy and Shadipo in particular, and probably Ali Smith, if he plays as well, are going to look at it and go, well, the, I, I, I want to stake a claim to be in the first team. I want to play against Port Vale. If there's uh, prospective managers will likely watch this game back. And that's another thing to think about. So they might not be watching live but let's say Stephen Bradley's interviewed for the job or has been interviewed or Damien Duff has been interviewed he's going to watch all the games back the players that play are absolutely going to want to go right I want to I want to make a real statement here they're not just going to make it when when they first turn up so if let's say Dylan Duffy plays and gets an assist and a goal the new manager is going to see that and he's going to go oh you know there's a change I could make there's somebody I can bring into the first team because the new head coach will want to make some form of change so actually I think there's an increased importance on this game when compared to the Wolves game. When the Wolves game came around, I, I didn't care. I don't think many people really cared. It's let, let's get this out of the way. We're still in the FA Cup. Mark Kennedy's still in situ. We're still going at it in the league. We'll get it out of the way. Now it's different. We don't have, we're out of both cups. You don't want to be out of all three cups before bloody you know hard bonfire night or just past bonfire night, which is the theatre. Um Govan, another one who, you know, Arguably, is wanting an opportunity probably in the in the league, particularly still with strikers out at the minute. He's one that could still come on late on. I yeah, I think actually we're going to be going for it heavier in terms of the players on the field than we would have done had it been under Mark Kennedy and had we beaten Morecambe. But then again, of course, we've also got to look at Port Vale and Late Orient and Stevenage coming up. And in terms of fitness, so it's a really big opportunity for one or two players. And Jaden Brown, I mentioned there in my team mm. as well. Jaden Brown starts, he's definitely going to want to impress. And is he going to form, um, look to try and form some sort of relationship down the left hand side with Duffy? And if they do really well, actually, that left hand side is up for grabs because Jack Burris has played left back. But yeah, we've also seen Sean Rowan play left back if we're trying to put Jack Burris more in the middle of the field. It, that left side's really will bang wide open at the minute, wide mm. open. So there's there's a great opportunity for some of these fringe players to get a game. And the other thing I'd say is there's also an opportunity if we get through for them to get a game in the next round because mm. one or two yeah. of Jordan Wright, for instance, this could be the last opportunity Jordan Wright gets to start a game unless Jensen gets injured. So there's going to, I think there's going to be a real drive. I think it'll be played at a higher tempo than the Wolves game um, and we'll certainly take it more seriously than the Derby game as well. Yeah, I think that the higher tempo thing is probably a uh, a, a, a sentiment I'd agree with because obviously you've got two well league teams going at it together as opposed to you know men versus boys, which I think has been the biggest criticism of the competition um, for a while. So uh, yeah, that's pretty much it in terms of uh, in terms of footballing stuff for the imps. Obviously, 
we're hopeful that we might hear something um, this week for in terms of the manager search. We don't have a preview for Notts County um, because, again, it's probably a um, – well, I don't think we've done previews for any of the EFL trophy games so far this season. So, um, yeah, we will be back to previews next week when obviously we're going to be looking at Port Vale. Uh, but there was something that you wanted to – Talk about in terms of a former manager, wasn't there, Gary? I thought you'd forgotten. No, I was just revving up to go as you've forgotten, Ben. <laughs> no, I have not. Well, obviously, I just wanted to discuss Mark Kennedy's been linked with the Bristol Rovers job. Now, to be fair, so is everybody. Um, Steve Cottrell, <laughs> Dean Holden, uh, has been linked with it. Ian Holloway was linked with it. Carl Robinson was linked with it. John Eustace, was it John Eustace linked with it? I can't remember. No, uh, Gary Monk, that was it. And John right. Eustace has now been linked with it as well. So genuinely, <laughs> I'm, I'm just looking down alphabetically. It's got to come around to me fairly soon. Um, but yeah, so Mark Kennedy's been linked with that. And I just found it interesting that you know, we know we didn't get rid of him particularly for results, but that he's now allegedly a front runner for... Um, Joey Barton's old job. In, yeah, for Joey Barton's <laughs> old job. And Joey will be... It's funny because he... You know, it, He's kind of that, 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 that. There's a little bit of the prickliness or the the oddity as such, but that, that's the suggestion is one of the reasons why he's left. Is you know personality perhaps behind the scenes clashing with with other areas of the of the staff. But actually, to Bristol Rovers, he'll be like a breath of fresh air because you know he's not Joey Barton. Be interesting if he did go in there to see how he does because I still think there's a, a really good coach in Mark Kennedy. Mm. I don't think that he was right for us. But I'd be, yeah, he would be an interesting appointment for Bristol Rovers. And considering that they've been linked with Bristol City icons like Steve Cottrell and, and Dean Holden or Bristol City figures, and they've been linked with dinosaurs like Ian Holloway, who's obviously got Bristol Rovers history, played for and managed them. But he's, you know, his last job was taking Grimsby out of the Football League. So, I mean, he did a good one, obviously. Um, <laughs> I think it's, yeah, I think it's a really interesting, um, interesting approach. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I'm I'm not across a lot of the uh, the manager managerial comings and goings in the division anyway, but uh, it's it is definitely surprise uh, me, Ben. Yeah, all right, <laughs> surprise me. I I would be. It, it, it's just almost a bit of the narrative, isn't it? Where you've got you know you've got an an, an abrasive character that's left the dressing room or left a club, and then they've gone and gone. Hmm. Who's out of a job recently, and why is he out of a job? Oh, okay, it may not have been for footballing reasons. Come on in, Mark. Let's have a look. Uh, no, it'd be it'd be an interesting one for sure if he does go there. Um, and we'll obviously face him again later on in the season. But uh... now that would be interesting. Mm. It would be interesting to see what sort of reception that he got. I didn't think mm. Mike Lapton got a bad or good reception, and that's kind of what I like. Yeah, you know, I'm a big Danny Cowley fan. I don't know if I've ever said that before, but when he came back with Portsmouth and he did the lap of honour and everyone applauded him, I couldn't do that after we'd just been beaten three 0 and I felt yeah. a bit bad about it actually because um, you know what he did for the club was was utterly phenomenal. But when you're an opposition manager, it's hard. And if you just if we'd beaten them three 0 and he did it, I'd happily do it. I think we played Wickham and drew with Wickham, and then Gareth Ainsworth did it, and I happily applaud yeah. Ainsworth. So yeah. Uh... Yeah, be an interesting one for sure. Hopefully, you know, we'll uh, we'll have somebody in the hot seat to make some comments beforehand. And uh, I'm sure it'll be like in Football Manager where you've got to play the mind games beforehand um, and chuck a water bottle at somebody. Although, have you, you chucked your water bottles recently, guys? And are you still playing Football Manager at the minute? No, I'm not. No. Um, no. Yeah. 
a bit of time, don't I? Yeah, I, I do have to get across all the managerial changes in League One, so I, I have to. I don't have time to be throwing metaphorical water bottles about. Unfortunately, Ben. Uh, that's all right. You could just do it when uh, you could just do it like when Charlie does it, which is whenever he's recording anything and he's not actually. Uh, if he's doing the producing side of it, he'll just sit there playing football manager. And then at the end of it, come on, just go. Oh, it was great, lads. Yeah, really well done. Did you listen to any bit? Nice playing football. Yeah. Fair play to him. I don't mind that because he does the producing. <laughs> he he helps out. So I'm not going to criticise Charlie at all at the minute. Fair the enough. Stacey West player. <laughs> Indeed. Although it's not his bird. It's not his girl. Charlie's girls in Gwyn. Bird, what are you, in 80s? No, I was saying, it, it, when you you sent us a message the other day and it genuinely sounded like it was an Arctic Monkeys lyric. <laughs> it's like Charlie's girls in Gwyn's. Yeah, I thought it was Charlie's girl. Yeah. All, all, all girls of a certain age look the same to me these days. Your Honour. Um, so, obviously this has been the 250th episode of the Stacey West podcast. It's uh, it's not been a, a big celebratory spectacle like we've done with previous ones, but uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing that we've got to this point without killing each other, isn't it? Well, I think it's because we don't do many together anymore. Fair enough. No, that's why. <laughs> yeah, we've spread the load a bit, haven't we now? Yeah. Oh, we're not no, talking no, about that's... the BDSM trophy again, are we? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it's nice to get to quarter of a century, and a quarter of a century not out, all good. Quarter of a not century. Quarter of a century. Quarter Two of and a half centuries. Yeah, what's the quarter of a millennium? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah, but no, it's been uh, yeah, it's been good. Uh, hopefully, you know, people still enjoying uh, all the rest of it, but. Until Thursday, when we'll have another episode looking ahead to Port Vale and hopefully looking back uh, Notts County, well, a victory against Notts County, I should say. We'll see you then. Up the hymns. Up the hymns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.